how to manage anxiety and depression, how to bounce back from a breakup, how to manifest things that you want in your life, how to change the beliefs that you have about yourself, how to flip a bad day into a good day, and so much more coming right up. This is episode number 524 with intuitive therapist and author, Nicole Eaton. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Best You Podcast with me, your host, Nick Carrier. At Best You, we exist to help individuals who are hungry for growth get closer to the best version of themselves so they can live meaningful and impactful lives. If you need accountability to stay consistent with your healthy habits so that you can lose weight, build muscle, and gain confidence, then check out our virtual 10-week transformation experience. It's the best virtual fitness program on the market that allows you to complete workouts from your home, your gym, you're anywhere, all you need is a set of dumbbells. It'll provide you with the flexibility to do workouts on your own schedule and the accountability to stay consistent. We coach 30 people every 10 weeks and you have the opportunity to be one of those 30. So if you need to build healthy eating habits and an exercise routine, then join today by going to nickcarrier.com to sign up. Again, if you're looking for flexibility in your workout schedule and you need accountability, then the 10-week transformation has changed people just like that, 454 lives up to this point and counting and I'd love for you to be next. Again, you can learn more at nickcarrier.com. Today, I'm super excited to introduce y'all to Nicole Eaton. Nicole is an intuitive therapist, and she's a two-time author who's releasing her newest book called Rock Your Comeback, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Reclaiming Your Power, and it's coming out very soon this August. She's also the host of the Rock Your Comeback podcast and creator of the online space, The Comeback Club. She's brought dynamic transformation to thousands of clients with her unique style that interweaves her experience as both a mental health counselor and an intuitive therapist. She has a passion for helping others break through roadblocks and reconnect with their personal power to completely transform their life. So without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Nicole Eaton. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Best You Podcast. Today, I am super excited to be joined by the one and only Nicole Eaton. Nicole, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah, of course. So I'm really excited for this conversation because I feel like it's going to be very unique. I feel like the topics that you address with energy and intuition and trusting our gut are, are really unique topics. And Your book coming out August 22nd is called Rock Your Comeback, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Reclaiming Your Power. And that is such an important topic for so many of us because there are so many of us who have periods in our life where we feel down, whether we lose a job or we fall out of a relationship or we are not doing great with our health and fitness. Like There are periods of time where we feel down and we feel like we need a comeback. And some comebacks need to be bigger and some comebacks just need to be a little bit smaller, but everybody loves a good comeback story. And so I'm really excited to talk to you today about your comeback because I know that you had a period of time in your life when you a, re, a big comeback was required. And I know that you've served and helped so many of your clients create their own comebacks. So the way I want to start today is just to kind of dive back into your comeback story, dive back into the time where I know you were kind of down in the dumps and experiencing anxiety and depression. So take us back a little bit into that period of time of when you were feeling that way and how you started to kind of move yourself in the right direction. 
you know, the story really starts when I was in um, school, when I was in school for counseling. <laughs> and um, I found out, I got married when I was 19. And I found out when I was, um, you know, a couple weeks after turning 20 that I was pregnant. And it was a happy surprise, but nothing planned. Um, at the time, my parents were getting divorced. So I was like starting this family and everything I knew had kind of fallen apart to the wayside. And after we had her, I don't know if it was postpartum depression or circumstantial. We were paying for daycare. I was still in school. My husband was working a commission-based job. We had no money. It was like, what utility are we paying today? You know, what, what, what can we afford to keep on? Okay. It's, you know, dead of winter in New York. We got to keep the heat on. And Having a child so young is the most isolating feeling because you're watching all your friends just be carefree and live their life and have fun. And you're just buried under this weight of responsibility and things that feel hard all the time. I refer to this in my upcoming book as a black hole moment. Like one of those moments where you just get sucked in and you cannot see a way out. You can't even imagine feeling better. And this lasted quite a while. I was really in this like depression of just getting through and going through the motions, which I think a lot of people can relate to is especially after a hard time, it just feels like you're doing, <laughs> you know, you're just surviving and going through the motions. Um, and obviously I was learning a lot as a student. Uh, I was going for psychology and, and got my bachelor's in psychology. And then I went on for my master's in mental health counseling. So I knew a lot about the mind, but what I was stuck on is knowing and implementing. There's mm. such a massive difference between knowing what to do and having the energy to do it. Um, and at the time I didn't have the energy to do it. I tried, I mean, I was trying to feel better, but I was just, I felt really trapped and really hopeless in my life. Um, and I remember here's, here's what really made the difference for me. And this is kind of silly. Somebody gifted me a book and it was the secret by Rhonda Byrne. And this was the first time that I heard of manifestation. And this was the first time I could connect manifestation with traditional mental health therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, changing the thoughts, not only changing the thoughts by myself, but knowing there might be a bitter, a better or bigger outcome to them. And I think that's when this light bulb moment started to go off of like, well, what if that is true? What if my thoughts really matter, not just in how I see the world, but in how the world works with me and collaborates with me. And the first thing I ever manifested and tried to put out there was we were obviously buried in debt. And I knew that. <laughs> um, so I started to just get curious and be willing to believe like, okay, so what if a check could come in the mail? And I let it go. I believed it for a little while. I visited it once in a great while. And three weeks later, a check had shown up in the mail from a job I worked at seven years prior that was audited. And it was like a check for $700. And this tangible thing I was holding in my hand that saved my ass on mortgage that month, right? was proof that maybe this works. And so as you dive into this work, whether it's just mindset or manifestation, and you're willing to believe that you can be supported in different ways, it starts to feel fun and it starts to feel a little bit better. And instead of it being simply about, I, I'm not big on like, attract the money. I think I needed something tangible to prove it to myself. I think that's the universe was like, here, <laughs> you know, here's something you can hold in your hands that's helpful right now. 
But I love the idea of being able to recreate your self-concept out of manifesting. I prefer that. I always say I wrote myself out of depression. I started to write a letter to the universe every single day um, as a thank you letter that just basically said, I'm really grateful for feeling a little bit better every single day. I feel a little bit more optimistic. I'm able and willing to see the world from a different perspective. And opportunity started flowing in. My mindset was getting better. My energy, I was feeling more supported in my life uh, by people in my life, which I hadn't felt in a long time. And slowly things started shifting. Um, And I dove into the idea of, okay, so why does this work? Because I'm, I'm a logical girly. I like, I preach a lot of universal stuff, but I love science. And there's so much science behind why we our perception, how our perception works and why what we tell ourselves makes a difference, not only energetically, but just on a total neural pathway type of vibe. Mm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm all about being careful with the words that you speak and the things that you think. And so like, I'm a fitness trainer here in Nashville and I coach people with their health and fitness goals and I have a 10 week transformation program. I'm, and I'm always calling people out for the words that they use saying things like, I've always been this kind of person. I've always been this way. I've always fallen in this trap. I've never been able to do this thing. And I always call them out to change their way of speaking to themselves. So when it comes to mental health, what are some of the way, what are some of the things that people are falling into the trap of? Like, what are some things and thought patterns and words that people are thinking to themselves or saying to themselves that has them feeling stuck? Your identity is everything. What you believe about yourself to be true. Um, I think it's Eddie Pinero. Is that that the correct last name? But there's this guy who talks about if you are a runner and you believe yourself to be a runner, you're not breaking the deadlift record. (laughs) It's just not what's going to happen. You'll maybe break running records, but the same goes to be true about if you believe you're small, it's very unlikely that you'll do something massive. So we have to start with our self-concept, which is why I'm so passionate about it. If we can start to believe that we feel a little bit better, that we're a little more confident, that we're capable of more, that we can figure anything out, that the universe is conspiring in our favor. If we can be mindful of what we believe to be true about who we inherently are, that's the biggest piece. And I think the hardest part is starting that awareness. The hardest part is being like, oof, I've believed this for a really long time. Is it still true? I mean, I remember when I first started dealing with depression, I went to a doctor and he's like, well, it's probably genetics because, you know, you're whoever in your family had it and you're probably going to be dealing with this forever. And I remember saying, oh, a, a doctor or professional is telling me this. I, that must be true. And when I started manifestation, I began to ask that, is, is this true? Does this have to be true? Is there another way to look at it? And maybe for some extreme cases, it's not, but I would, I would encourage anybody listening to start to open your mind, to be willing to believe that something else might be true because whoever we believe we are, we are loyal to, we are sure of, we are not going to really act outside of that unless we're, you know, drunk on tequila at the bar, you know, like there's not a lot that's going to change that. But when we can start from the inside, redeciding who we get to be, um, one of my examples I use a lot with my clients is I used to believe I was never a consistent person. And because I wasn't a consistent person, I wasn't going to make it very far in my business, or maybe I wasn't going to finish writing that book. And I remember just sitting down and saying, I'm open to be willing to believe I can be a little bit more consistent every day. And I repeated that every day. 
And I'm a very consistent person. I show up on my podcast every week. I have two books out. I, I'm very dedicated to who I am because I went back through and said, hmm, this isn't working for me. This isn't even aligning with the goals I have for myself. What am I willing to believe? And that's the key too, is being open to be willing to believe. You don't have to say, oh, I'm an inconsistent person. I believe this all my life to being like, yeah, I'm, I'm consistent every day. Your brain is going to call bullshit and it's not going right. to work out. Um, we have to be, we have to work with our brain. We have to know that we have old programming and we have to be kind of like a friend with it. We have to be kind to it and we have to show up for it in a way that it can go along with basically. Yeah. No, and that's awesome. I think that, as you said, I think your self-identity, the way that you see yourself is everything because you're never going to consistently be behave in a way that is inconsistent with how you see yourself. I think that's yeah. like a somewhat butchered like Zig Ziglar quote or something like that. But what are some other ways? So you talked about how you had you identify, you were aware of this belief that you had about yourself about I'm not somebody who can be consistent. And then you spoke out loud to yourself or maybe wrote to yourself or maybe both about how you were open and willing to being a consistent person. So you changed the way that you spoke to yourself about to your about yourself. What are some other ways that we can start to break narratives and form a new identity or form a new belief about ourselves? I'm big on self-trust. I think that when we're talking about trusting the universe and manifesting, we also have to not only trust the universe, but trust ourselves. Sometimes we trust the universe to take care of us, but we don't trust ourselves to follow through on anything. Right. And I think the process of that for me personally, and what I encourage my clients to do is to create time for yourself every day where you're checking in with who you are, checking in with your desires, because otherwise you're running on automatic programming. So creating time in your day, and that's really hard. I have two kids. Um, ha I have had kids since I was an adult, like just brand new adult, fresh off the, you know, um, and it's really important to create some level of time to just you. You have to know what your energy is like. You have to be willing to sit with your thoughts. You, A lot of people are scared as shit to get quiet with themselves. They are terrified to sit alone in a room with themselves. But I'll tell you, this is where you hear your truth. We don't even know what to manifest until we can tap into like what's true for us and what our desires actually are and ask ourselves those questions. So getting quiet helps us not only tune in, but it also helps kind of spark up our intuition. Your soul is speaking to you and guiding you at all times, but we can override it by not trusting ourselves. We can override it by not creating time to hear it. Um, and, you know, just to go along with that self-trust, like following through with anything, being able to make a small promise to yourself and follow through with it is a massive way to say, hey, I'm somebody worth showing up for. I'm somebody worth um, giving time to. I'm worth my own time. I've been saying that one a lot to clients lately. Why are you not worth your own time? Why are you not creating time to sit with yourself? You're valuable and the risk to not doing this work is high. You're going to get caught up in the old programming. You're going to create a life that looks identical to the life you've already had and maybe isn't working. So mm -hmm. why not show up for something new and better for yourself? Man, that's good. I love that question of why are you not worth your own time? That's so good. And just creating the space to 
identify like where it is now, what your energy is, where you want to go. That's I think that's so key. Creating time for ourselves. I, I work with a lot of people who are you know go getters, and so they're they're busy all the time. And one of the things that I always try have to get people to do is like you have to prioritize your health and fitness. Like you have to create a little bit of time during the day to get some exercise in. And that doesn't always have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be forty five minutes. Maybe it's thirty minutes. Maybe it's twenty minutes. But like you got to create time for yourself so that so that you can do and create the life that you actually want to live. Now, one of the things you said about creating time for yourself is how it can leave the space open to your intuition kind of coming in and you being able to listen to your intuition or hear your intuition. And so I want you to talk a little bit about, I think that some people, you know, the word intuition, some people might say like the Holy Spirit's talking to me or it's my gut instinct or my intuition my conscious, whatever it is, similar ideas for a lot of people, just different words. How do we ensure that what we're listening to is actually the correct thing guiding us rather than our gut feeling being based off of fear or our gut feeling being based off of insecurity? Like, How do we ensure that what we're listening to is the thing that's guiding us in the right direction rather than like a negative emotion that might be pulling us in the wrong direction. Intuition is very rarely connected to fear. So if it's coming from a place of fear, it's probably your head and not your intuition. Mm-hmm. Intuition is really loving. And even sometimes when we get a little nervous about where our intuition's guiding us, it's usually after the fact. So I always say the intuition is first. It speaks first. So if you're trying to sort through a situation, what I always recommend is getting into a meditation and it doesn't have to be a big meditation. It doesn't have to be a long meditation, put on music that feels really good to you. Some people meditate while they're driving. Some people meditate while they're showering. Like I get my best ideas in the shower. It's always like that aha moment. Intuition drops in and it's not a trail of thoughts leading to the next one. It's sort of like the aha moment. And I always encourage people to think about like, you always solve the, the problem when you're least trying to solve the problem. It's when we get up out of our own way. And really what happens when we're accessing intuition is our brain waves and our frequency drops into a specific state. And we can manipulate that state through um, meditation. And so I love, I'm a big Joe Dispenza gal. I love listening to his meditations. He's got a 10 minute meditation that will kind of help you just start tuning back into yourself. Um, so the intuition really comes in a lot of different ways. It might be a gut feeling. It might be a feeling on your heart. It might just be a knowing. Um, but you can learn to use your intuition. And I I go through it deep in my book of just, here's how your intuition might be speaking to you. Here's ways to amplify it. But my biggest tip is that if you get a gut feeling, just jot it down. We're going to create evidence. We're going to create knowing of how your intuition is speaking to you. And we also are creating proof. We're giving yourself and your brain and your logical part of you proof that, oh, I can trust this guidance. Man, I was feeling really pulled to go down this road. And I now I see that, you know, 77 is closed. I was feeling really drawn to go down the street after looking for houses for the last two months. And, oh, I just caught my dream house. It's those moments where we feel pulled or guided. And the thing about intuition is it's in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's helping you decide on the next right step. 
And it takes some practice to get to get used to, but meditation is like the gateway drug to your intuition. It's going to help you open up to be willing to start hearing it. And a lot of people, I really find that a lot of people are intuitive. They just don't listen to it. It's a lot of people hear their highest self speak. It's, it's basically like just an internal GPS and you know, when something's wrong for you, you might not listen to it, but you know, and so this is where we can write it down and say, I knew that relationship wasn't the right fit. I got suckered into it anyway. And here's how it turned out. I guess I can trust myself. I guess I can trust my intuition. And I'm going to set the intention to invite it in to speak louder to me, to speak more often to me, to be willing to hear it a little bit more often. I really believe our intention around our intuition can matter too. Mm, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Meditation is something that I've known I've needed to do. Uh, but I haven't implemented it. Going back to your uh, knowing versus implementation there, I think I need to just start small and be okay with just doing it and feeling uncomfortable doing it and just and getting into it because I feel like I would just get a lot of benefit from it and, and being able to hear that intuition a lot more loud and a lot more clearly. So um, this is a good call to action for me to to get on that. Well, can I give you one of my favorite like cheat codes to it? Please. You're going to give yourself two to five minutes max. I don't want you doing over two to five minutes. You're going to make it really, really small to start. And you're going to go to YouTube and you're going to find a theta binaural beat. Theta is where our intuition is most easily accessed and where our creativity thrives so that we can create new realities and better versions of ourselves. right? So if you're listening to a sound that is dropping you automatically into that frequency, it's going to be easier for your brain to do it even if you don't really want to, even if you're not really sure. And I will also say that some people just are not quite built for, they're busier, they're more active, they're more energized, and they might find meditation in a physical activity like cleaning or running. They might find themselves kind of disappearing into the present moment in those things. Anytime you're in a present moment, you're kind of meditating. Anytime you can just be fully in your body, which is one of the things about working out that I love that I have to do daily because if I don't, I can, you know, feel the difference of me being totally in my body or not in my body. Um, but we can like cheat code all of this. It doesn't have to be hard. I love saying that like everything that we talk about can be easy and you just have to play around until you find the right thing that feels really good to you. Yeah. When you said to go to YouTube and get theta binaural B, is that like a, what is that? So a binaural B is, is like a noise. Yeah, it's a sound. It's a sound frequency. We can actually replicate and our brain will start to match the frequency of the sound um, just through just through uh, the music and the frequency music. So there's frequencies for everything that you can get your brain and your body. Like I, I is my favorite cheat code. I've been using it for manifestation and with manifestation while I write for a long time. Um, but it's just like it puts your brain already there. You're already there. I can send you a bunch and you can, you can share them with your audience if, if you like them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my total cheat code, there's ones for clearing your energy. There's ones for productivity, focus. Um, you can find a frequency for, you can find a frequency for hangovers. Wow. Wow. Well, I would love all of those. I definitely would, when we're done, I would definitely want to get those from you and, and share them with a lot of people. We're going to take a brief pause in this episode to tell you about our brand new, never seen before, best in class virtual 10 week transformation experience. You can check it out today by going to nickcarrier.com. Now, look, if you're somebody who needs accountability to execute on a consistent basis with eating healthy and exercise, this virtual 10WT experience 
is for you. If you're somebody who is upset with themselves, when they look at themselves in the mirror, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally, then the 10 week transformation is for you. If you're somebody who kind of knows what to do, but you struggle to actually do it, the 10 week transformation is for you. If you're somebody who loves community and loves support and loves being held accountable, the 10 week transformation is for you. With the 10WT, we teach people how to form the healthy habits that will transform their body and their life. And now we have a brand new robust version of the program that can be completed from your home, your gym, or your anywhere. I mean, whether you live in Nashville or San Francisco, Atlanta or New York City, Houston or Denver, LA or Chicago, Sydney, Australia, or Toronto, Canada, you can even complete this thing in your hotel room. Our brand new virtual 10WT experience is like nothing you've ever seen before. We've had 453 people and counting who have skyrocketed their self-confidence by losing fat, building muscle, and building habits that they now have ingrained in their lifestyles by completing the 10WT, and it can do the same for you. Starting August 7th, we're gonna be coaching a group of 30 go-getters through their first ever 10WT experience, and you have the opportunity to be one of the first. But there are limited spots available. Like I said, there are 30 spots, and they're gonna go fast. So sign up by Tuesday, August 1st, to secure your spot by going to nickcarrier.com. Again, by August 1st, go to nickcarrier.com. Again, if you need a greater level of accountability, the 10WT is for you. If you need help staying consistent with your workouts and eating habits, the 10WT is for you. If you wanna form healthy habits going into holiday season, the 10WT is for you. Remember, sign up by August 1st to secure your spot. There are only 30 available by going to nickcarrier.com. When you join, I promise you, be prepared to show the world the healthiest, most confident, and best version of you. Go to nickcarrier.com to sign up today. Okay, let's see. Where do I want to go? I want I want to talk about kind of specific examples of people who are kind of needing a comeback, if you will. Let's say somebody, I actually had a new client tell me yesterday that she's been having a hard time over the last couple of months because she's recently gotten out, out of a long, a relatively long-term relationship. And so she's just kind of been in a funk and has put on a little bit of weight. And so she's getting ready to do my program to shed that off. So talk to me about somebody. I know it would be better to have more context onto the person's situation with their relationship, but talk a little bit more broadly speaking about somebody who's coming out of a relationship, a, a tough relationship, on what they can do to bounce back from it. Yeah. Um, I break it down to two knowings in my book, right? We've got the black hole moment, the hard thing, the breakup, the job loss, or for somebody who's just feeling like this life ain't right. <laughs> this is not what I thought I signed up for. Or maybe I committed to things a while ago that no longer feel in alignment for me. And I feel really stuck and unsure. Right. And there's a couple things we can do and kudos to her for taking the initiative to come to you, because I think that we can know we need to come back. Um, and until we're ready, it's harder to really implement. And I really feel like our soul knows when we're ready. So we'll seek out whatever we feel called to or whatever information. So the more information you can kind of surround yourself with when you're ready, the more you can pull from to say, hmm, would that feel nice to me? Would that feel just a little bit better? I actually just posted this morning on my Instagram where do I start when I don't know where to start? And there's two big things is sitting with yourself and just saying, what does the 
best version of me do? What's a time in my life that I felt really aligned with myself and really good? Who was I hanging out with? Um, what did that feel like inside my body? What activities was I doing? Was I getting out of my comfort zone a little bit more often? Was I in a job that I preferred? Like what is something that makes you feel your best? So for me, I feel best when I feel energized. I feel most like myself when I have a ton of energy. And there's a couple things that make me have a ton of energy. Working out is one of them. Getting a good night's sleep is one of them and drinking a ton of water. So I know that in order to replicate the best version of me, I have to be really intentional about the things that give me energy. So that's one thing is if you can tap into any of that, of what is my best self look like, feel like, act like, dress like, talk like, how does she carry herself? Or if you're not ready for that, and what I love about what this um, this woman did was you can get back to the basics. Again, we're just proving to yourself that you're worth taking care of. That's all. We're just saying, I'm willing to show up for you. I'm really willing to treat you so damn good. I'm, I'm really willing to um, get a good night's sleep for you. And I'm going to do the things that I know are going to get me a good night's sleep. So maybe that's detaching from my phone for a little while. Maybe that's listening to a really good, I love YouTube hypnosis by uh, Jason Stevenson specifically. I love a good, like just subliminal reset, right? Um, but you can do things that are basic, that will add up to something. And every time you do one of those things, even just one consistently, again, it tells your body and your brain I'm worth taking care of. And then you can grow from there, but getting the foundation really, really solid and the just back to the basics. And the other thing I will say, especially in a breakup situation is there is massive power in accepting what has happened rather than fighting it, rather than trying to go back, rather than trying to understand it, rather than trying to mull it over. And sometimes the, the affirmation just lies and I accept and am willing to accept whatever's happened, knowing that it must have happened for a purpose or I'm ready and willing to move forward from it. We can create so much less um added emotions like guilt or shame or embarrassment or rejection when we give ourselves permission to say, I don't know why this happened, but I accept that it has. There's power in that because otherwise you're fighting yourself, you're fighting your past, and you were never in the present moment to actually do the things that are going to move you forward anyway. And the big thing about that time period, especially if you're in a breakup, you're going to just take it a day at a time. You're just going to, it is very hard to imagine when you're in a hard, hard spot, being in a massively better spot. It is, if you would have asked me when I was like, you know, knee deep in, in debt and not being able to keep my lights on, like, oh, what does an abundant life look like for you, Nicole? I would have flipped you the finger. Like I would have never been able to conjure it up in my mind because I was so closed into my own thoughts and that's okay. We're going to accept it. And then we're just going to say, just, just for today, what would make me feel a little bit more like myself? Who makes me feel good when I'm around them? How am I going to move my body or treat myself extra kind today? How am I going to make the day just a little bit more special for me? And maybe that's, I just bought these, um, these great coffee mugs and I just love drinking coffee out of them in the morning. Cause that just feels so good to me. Cause I bought them especially for me. And it's just little things that we can do to remind us like, we are responsible for making our life fantastic. And even if we can't imagine a life that's fantastic, we can make our day just a little bit better. And again, we're going back to that first idea of just being willing to believe it can get a little better. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be great. It doesn't have to be awesome. It doesn't have to be amazing. 
but being willing to believe we can get a little bit better because our brain is basically a Google search bar and it will look for whatever you tell it. So if you're telling it that it will never get better and that, you know, you want that guy from the past and you just, nothing will ever compare to that. It will look for it in your present circumstances and in your memories and giving yourself a chance to be open, to be willing to believe something new or that it can improve also will help make massive strides. Mm. No, so that's so good. I think, man, there's so many things there about bouncing back from a relationship. The overall idea is that we're responsible for making our life fantastic. I, I love that. I think oftentimes if we can accept that level of ownership of it, then we can start to more regularly believe that we can kind of change our current situation. Some of the kind of specific things that you said is like, what is my best self feel like? I'm, I'm exactly like you. I feel like my best self when I feel energetic. And oftentimes I know exactly what makes me energetic, right? But oftentimes I might not prioritize those things in my day. So there's, you got to make sure that you identify it and then actually prioritize doing whatever it is that that makes you feel like your best self. And then I love you said there's massive power in accepting what happened, not fighting it. Um, you talked about how take it a day at a time. That's so important in whatever it is that we're trying to kind of come back from. And then asking yourself who makes you feel good when you're around them? What makes you feel special? Like so many different things that anybody can do, whether it's a relationship breakup or any kind of thing that you're trying to come back from. It's Those are some great questions you can ask yourself. And, and these are probably some great questions for the next question that I was going to ask you is, actually, I'll give you another specific example is I have somebody who texted me today, literally today, that like word for word, I'm in a stream of bad luck and my AC unit just went out. So I can't do X, Y, and Z. Um, and so I know a lot of people are having a bad day and they just think that it's going to continue to be bad or it's, and it's probably going to make it a bad week and a bad month and like the universe is out to conspire against me. If somebody's having a bad day, how can we snap out of that as quickly as possible and, and get it going in the right direction? Mm, that's a great question because I think a lot of times you'll notice when you have a good day, it just keeps getting better. And when you're having a bad day, it just keeps getting worse. Mm. We are the creator of our momentum, but we are also the person who slows down our own, own momentum, which is massively powerful, right? Is at any moment of any day, we can stop what we're doing and say, what will reset me right now? And sometimes that's going for a walk. Sometimes that's getting a good workout in. Sometimes that's doing a little meditation. Sometimes I like um, using that manifestation writing of like, hey, what would I prefer right now? I don't like the way things are going. What would, what would feel a little bit better? Well, you know, I'm worried about this situation. So what would be the best case scenario? And how do I start to amplify that intention into my mind and into the universe? And some days, Nick, it's a wash. Some days are so far in that momentum that you're like, we're, we're taking the beating. We're just, we're doing it. But what I like to do is know that a bad day does not have to become a bad week or a bad month or a bad life. We can reset it. And one of the ways I like to do that is I like to, um, I'm a big energy person. I think that when we're really, really stuck mentally, it's a great time to do something uh, to clear your energy. So I like uh, Sage and Palo Santo. You can pick those up even on Amazon, doesn't really matter, but there's a lot of holistic stores that sell them. Clear the energy around you, clear the energy in you. I love a good Epsom salt bath to get that energy clear. Make sure especially where you're sleeping is clear. 
Um, and if I can, I'll, I'll sit down and set some intentions around what tomorrow could look like for me, how I want to wake up, how I want to feel when I wake up and set those intentions up for myself. And typically I do a, um, a nighttime hypnosis. Again, Jason Stevenson, Michael Seeley have free hypnosis that are brilliant and just game changers because we need to change the energy and we need to change our mindset in order to wake up in a new space. But we have the power to wake up in the new space. The minute we remember, and I think that's like the biggest thing that gets in our way is forgetting how powerful we are, forgetting that we run the show, forgetting that we're not victim to the universe and to our world around us, that we get to not only decide, but make different choices and we can choose to take care of ourselves in the process. Mm. Yeah, those are those are really good things. I think that the, what you said in the beginning is, again, such an empowering thing to take ownership over. It's like we are the creators of our momentum and we're also the person who can stop our momentum. So like take ownership of that and and do a lot of these things so that you can get things going in the right direction. Don't just throw in the towel, throw in the white flag, especially if it's early on in the day, right? Don't throw in the towel at the beginning of the day when you have the ability to reverse that momentum and get it going in the right direction. Um, second to last question here, Nicole, and I know it's a, it's a question that could deserve a three-hour podcast, but because I know you have three degrees in psychology and a master's in mental health counseling and you have experience with anxiety and depression and working with a lot of people as well, with anxiety and depression, what do you feel like are, if you had to identify like two or three of the, again, it's, everybody has their own thing as to why they're experiencing anxiety or why they're experiencing depression. But if you could identify like two or the three leading causes of anxiety, and depression, and kind of tag along with them, things people can do to manage them slash reverse them then what would those couple of things be? For me, depression and anxiety are like our check engine light. They're just there to let us know that something isn't quite right. Um, and so a lot of times we feed into them of like, oh, this is my person. This is my personality. I'm just an anxious mm. person. I'm a depressed person. Instead of saying, who, what's showing up in my life that isn't in alignment with me? What kind of feeling am I getting from this job every time I go in? What kind of feeling am I getting from this relationship every time I, I go in? Um, am I going to school for the wrong subject and I know it? And like, this is like the way our soul speaks to us is says, hey, something's really wrong here. So I think a lot of times what we're diagnosing as anxiety and what we're diagnosing as depression is life circumstances that you have in the power to make a different choice. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to hear because that holds us responsible. And that's not the case universally. I will never make a blanket statement about mental health ever. But what I will say is that it's a really good reflective time to say, where am I living out of alignment with what I really desire and want and what makes me feel best? Because a lot of times we do, and we're not really taught in any kind of school on how to like hear our soul speak to us. We're not taught to like get in alignment with our true desires and our wants. We're not taught to even speak up for ourselves or set boundaries. So I think that depression and anxiety on a more common basis is because we're living out of alignment with what we really want and we're too scared or worried about what happens when we speak up. So one of the things is to be willing to tell yourself the truth, being being willing to say, wow, this relationship doesn't feel like it used to. Wow, this job is sucking the life out of me. You don't have to do anything in that moment, but it does give you the power to do it. 
you know, it does give you the awareness of like, okay, so I know that this is playing a massive role in my, in my anxiety and in my, uh, you know, energy field. And the other thing I think with depression and anxiety is, you know, for me, I believe deeply in the impact of energy and I believe that there are so many people in this world who will feel totally fine and then talk to their parent who's an anxious, narcissistic mess, and then they will feel that energy and they will feel Mm -hmm. anxious. So I'm big on making sure your energy is clear, spending time with yourself to know what your energy feels like uninterrupted. Do it without your phone, please, because we're plugging into everybody all the time. Every time we log on to social media, which is sometimes a great thing because it connects me with people like you, Nick. But also there's times where it's just like you're getting pelted with negative energy when you're not ready for it and you're not equipped to handle it. So I think a large portion and I I deeply strongly feel as somebody who's done the mental health, uh, you know, studying and, and acted as a traditional mental health counselor for gosh, several years that that plays a massive role for when people are feeling really stuck in like ruminating thoughts, that's a good sign to clear your energy, right? If you're thinking the same thoughts over and over again, and you're anxious or depressed because of them, clear your energy, take an Epsom salt bath, do the sage and Palo Santo like we talked about. Um, Sure, I think that some things are passed down, but I also think belief systems are passed down. And all of the things we talked about today will help break up that neural pathway. we have rigid neural pathways that we've developed for a long, long time. And some of them work for us and some of them don't. But the cool thing is, is we get to change them and we get to change our mind. But we developed those thoughts because we revisited them so damn much that they became our truth and they became our beliefs. So someone said to me the other day, and I loved this idea, so I'm going to share it with you, is that what if we start reframing beliefs and these beliefs and these limiting beliefs as limiting ideas? Because an idea feels so much more changeable, doesn't it? Feel a little lighter and easier to change is that we have these ideas about ourselves or the way the world works and we get to, we get to deconstruct them. We get to ask ourselves, what am I believing and how is it making me feel? And if my brain is a Google search bar, which it is, if it's required to look for what I tell it, what am I telling it and what am I seeing because of what I'm telling it? This is the idea of like the reticular activating system, right? We have the awareness that when we start to see a yellow car, we're going to see 25 more yellow cars because our brain declares that more important than everything else. So when we start to suggest new thoughts, which I like to do through the manifestation writing, because not only does it put me in a position of gratitude in the morning, it connects me with my higher self or universe or God or whatever you believe in personally, but it also helps me intentionally connect with better thoughts and rewrite them. And the more we visit a thought, the more likely it is to become a belief or an idea. So Mm -hmm. we can rewrite these crazy ass stories in really small, beautiful, subtle ways. And it sounds overwhelming to explain it like, oh, I've got this subconscious, you know, programming going on and it's old and it's crazy, but it intentionally got there. And all it takes is intention to get back. And again, our job is just to remember to remember who the fuck we are, to remember how we're getting to show up in the world, to remember that we're supported, to remember that at any moment of any day, we get to change our thoughts. We get to say, oh, I don't like that thought. That thought doesn't serve me to feel not good enough. That thought doesn't serve me to feel like I'll never find love again. What's actually true? The truth is, is that you're valuable. You came here valuable. You don't look at the babies on in the possible and be like, that baby's the shitty one. Like you just don't do that. <laughs> 
we know our value when we come into this world and all we have to do is remember that all the things we've decided against ourselves aren't don't have to be true. We really are creators and we are powerful creators and we get to redecide at any given moment. Mm. Man, I have just thoroughly enjoyed this. There's so many I love the distinction between limiting idea and limiting belief because it is so much lighter and so much more malleable. I feel like and then you know, energy trans- transfers, ensuring that you're not being around things or being around people that are pelting you with that negative energy is, is really important as well. But just today has so many amazing thoughts and ideas and, and things that people can go do to start kind of changing their emotional state, changing the way that they think, and then changing the way that they view themselves, changing the ideas that they believe about themselves. Because so many people say that, I'm an anxious person. So many people say that I've always been this way. And it's like, doesn't it's always going to be that way if you just continue to say that, but it can you can rewrite a new story. You can rewrite a new narrative if you start changing the way that you think and believe and speak about yourself and you start doing some of the things, these things that Nicole is talking about. So I've just thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, so I appreciate you so much for sh- shedding all this light and for having worked through your own journey of depression and anxiety and having a kid at 20 years old like you've been through it but you've obviously found amazing skills and techniques and strategies to be able to work yourself out of it and and share it with so many others so it's it's something that i really commend you for thank you and i just want to say to anybody who's listening and feels a little overwhelmed because we we talked about so much today and it was such a blessing to like you know, share my story and to share this information with you and your listeners. If you're feeling overwhelmed, this is a beautiful practice in starting to use your intuition. Whatever information pulled to you, called to you, or felt right to you, just start with that. We're going to make it easy. It doesn't have to be a hard, arduous journey. It can be something small and easy, and we can create a compounding effect when you come back and you listen to it a second time and you're like, ooh, okay, I like this now. That feels really good to me. That's the first step is just giving yourself permission to not do it all, but to just Mm -hmm. do what you're feeling called to. So yes, thank you so much for this opportunity to chat with everybody and chat with you. It's been wonderful. Yeah, of course. Of course. Well, I know a lot of people are going to go want to learn more about you and dive into your stuff. So y'all need to make sure you go follow her on Instagram at NicoleEaton.xo. And she has her podcast called the Rock Your Comeback Podcast. We've already talked about her book, Rock Your Comeback Book. Um, I'm pretty sure this this will be coming out probably a few, two or three weeks prior to that release. So that's really good timing. So y'all need to make sure you go grab a copy of her book and you can go to her website at NicoleEaton.com and that'll all be linked up in the show notes. But is there any other place that people should go to learn more about you? Those are the big ones. And by the time this is released, my book will definitely be out for pre-sale. So you can get it, you know, get it registered, get on the on the list to get it as soon as it comes out. Um, and I also just opened up an online membership called The Comeback Club. And I'm super passionate about it, super excited about it. I wanted to create, like I said, social media can be a little overwhelming. So I wanted to create a version of it that's just good shit. It's good stuff. So I took every training I've ever created, which is hours and hours and hours, things I've charged thousands of dollars for in the past. And I put them all into one space. Um, we're doing a new masterclass every single month with either me or another guest expert, journal prompts weekly, live Q&A. So you can ask me your questions for $22 because I was always think like back when I needed it the most, what would have been maybe doable for me. So I've always want to hold on to creating something for everybody that is affordable, no matter where you're at in your process or in your journey. Mm. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. The Comeback Club. I love that name. I love it. Well, last question here, Nicole, is I think that to get closer to the best version of yourself, it's both a constant journey and a unique journey. I don't think that we ever actually get to that best version. And I think that it's a unique journey. I think that the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So this question is for you personally, is if are if there are three things that you could currently do or three things that you could currently work on to get closer to the best version of Nicole Eaton that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? Ooh, I was thinking of this this morning, Nick. I swear I was, must have been channeling your energy. I, yesterday was thinking out loud that I really want to say yes to more things. I want to say yes to more things. I had to catch for my daughter at pitching and I did the whole time. I was like, I don't want to do this. This I'm not, I'm not a catcher. I don't have gear. Like I haven't played softball in 25 years. This is terrifying. And I just realized how many things I've been saying no to just out of my doubt of my abilities. That's outside of work. Um, the second thing is showing up in the fullness of myself more frequently, um, whether that's in my community space or even just online, just being willing to put myself out there a little bit more than I have. Um, And the third one is I'm working on bigger beliefs. I'm working on seeing where I'm stopping myself um, and even just doubts that are showing up uh, about bigger steps. I think every time we get to a new level in our life, if we have old things that resurface or old doubts that show up, like, are you sure you're the one who can do this? Um, so no matter where you are in your journey, even when you've like slayed a ton of demons and dragons, there will always be fun little opportunities to um, choose something better and to choose something new. So I am still actively doing that with every phase I go through and every opportunity and leveling up that I have as well. Mm, I love that. I love that last one. Work on bigger beliefs. I, I think I need to continue to always do the same thing myself. Well, Nicole, that was an awesome today. I know so many people got so much value from that. And for those of you guys who are struggling, like she said, take one thing that stood out to you, that jumped out to you and do it, implement it, work on it a little bit. I know for me, I've said it out loud here and you guys know I follow through with the things that I say I'm going to do. So now I've got to actively try to give myself a two to five minute meditation. And now I got a strategy by going on YouTube, looking up that that frequency and, and making it happen. So you guys do the same for yourselves. You guys make sure you go follow her on Instagram, go check out her book, Rock Your Comeback. But other than that, Nicole, that's all we got. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you so much. This was great. Man, that episode with Nicole was so good. And remember, if y'all are feeling stuck with your health, if you're stuck at the same weight, if you're stuck mentally, if you need a kickstart, then the virtual 10-week transformation experience is the kickstart you need to give you the motivation, structure, and accountability to get you back on track. Learn more about how you can participate from anywhere at nickcarrier.com. And remember, your identity is everything. The way that you see yourself and what you believe about yourself, it influences your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, and therefore your life. So begin to be aware of the beliefs that you're holding that are not serving you and actively find ways to rewire that belief. And remember to create time in your day to listen to your intuition. I know that's one of my biggest takeaways at least. I'm gonna work on creating space in my day just to be and to listen and to meditate. And lastly, remember that you are the creator of your own momentum, but you're also the person who can stop your own momentum. So be wary of that. Be wary of keeping your momentum moving in the right direction So if we can rewire our brain for positive beliefs about ourselves, 
if we can create time for our intuition and get our momentum moving in the right direction, then it will keep you on the path closer and closer to your best you.